Welcome to See It and Feel It with Dr. Brett, and I'm Dr. Brett, and we're here today with my sister-in-law, Warapan Kanodpon, who goes by PGEP. How are Hi. you? Good to Hi. see you. Good to see you again. Okay, so welcome back to Florida. Thank your, you. That's your second trip now. Yes, it is. Really nice here, huh? I love it. Yeah. What do you love about it? I like the ocean. Yeah, we love the ocean. <laughs> My wife and I love it too. Yeah. Now you guys didn't grow up swimming, and I know you learned to swim on your last trip. What you know, you know, you grew up in the south of Thailand, though, and yeah. not that far from the water. No, not at all. But because we didn't have like a swimming pool in the neighborhood. Gotcha. So you know, it it wasn't. Easy back then. No. You know, 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's cool though is you learned to swim so effortlessly on our last trip, right? It was summertime on your last trip, right? It was summertime. The water was flat and calm here, which is pretty amazing. Yes. And I was really impressed with your ability to learn new things. No, the thing like is. Like swimming in middle eight. I mean, <laughs> not so easy. Middle eight. Well, slightly. I feel a little bit <laughs> good about it. No. I'm in middle age. Let's, let's clarify that. So sorry, you're still young. No, the thing is that because I have you, you know, you taught me. You were very patient. You know, awesome. so, I didn't know I was the teacher. I thought my my wife was. No, she just learned. She just learned as well. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. What else have you learned? You know, in the last few years, what you know, what else is new? Mm, I think I'm learning how to blend into the culture here. Ah, the culture in America. So you're two years in, yeah. more or less, into America. Yeah. What's that like? You know, what's been the hard parts and what's the easy parts there? The hard part is, you know, sometimes, because I don't know all the background, mm. even some basic thing about like TV shows and stuff like that. Oh God, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like, so sometimes when my co-worker, yeah. you know, talking about some... Like Star Trek or something, yeah, right? Or something some, that yeah. they just didn't grow up with. Yeah, I'm like, um, I don't get that, yeah. you know? And there's so many references in our culture, right, oh, to yeah. these, you know, famous shows like, you know, or Dexter even, right? A show yeah. about a serial killer. Did you ever watch Dexter? No, I heard about it. Yeah, but those references, my wife, by the way, she doesn't even do any of those, right? Because oh, yeah. you have more, a little bit more facility that way, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. What's it like living in northern Louisiana? What's that like? Um, it's kind of fun when you get used to the people and yeah. the way, you know, people are. At yeah. the beginning, it was not that easy. Yeah. Well, you know, look, I mean, in America, we have such a big country. A lot of people don't realize yeah. how many diverse cultural groups we have. We really mm -hmm. do. If you live in the Northeast, mm -hmm. it's different than the Midwest mm -hmm. or the South or the West Coast mm -hmm. or even South Florida. Mm -hmm. What's Thailand like? What's the different, you know, in the South, is it different than Bangkok and, and the North? I've never been to the North, so. Yeah, it's definitely different. Every, you know, section of the country is different. I think it's similar to every country, you know, mm -hmm. we are from okay from the same country but each region has their own way of yeah. living even our dialect is different mm -hmm. so yeah yeah so they grew up um my my sister-in-law here and my wife they grew up roughly like what an hour from phuket yeah. in the south mm -hmm. and the only places really i lived in thailand were in bangkok so mm -hmm. my and I've traveled a little bit through Thailand, but I mm -hmm. haven't been to the north, like mm -hmm. Chiang Mai or, or, or Chiang Rai. Yeah. I haven't been to either of those places. From what, I mean, I went there a few times. I mean, mm -hmm. the north yeah. uh, and people are like slow, 
the, their life, their paces are more like in the north. It's yeah. slower. That's funny because we yeah. say here in America, we say the south is slower. Yes, I heard yeah, too. Totally. Yeah. yeah, like New York is fast. I mean, right? Cities are fast. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Although, I, you know, Bangkok's got 11 million people. It's a fast thing. How long did you live in Bangkok for? Mm, over 15 years. Wow, that's amazing. What did yeah. you love about Bangkok? Um, at the beginning, I enjoyed learning everything because, yeah. you know, I'm from the South, which is very kind of, you know, up country. All right. So totally. It's kind of fun, exciting and also scary the first time I moved. The first like six first months or a year. Yeah. How long did it take you to adjust to a big city? Oh, maybe a year. Yeah, usually does, right? Yeah. You know, and because the way we speak, sometimes I'm afraid that I would have the southern dialect, you know, accent you with me. A, I can't tell. But I'm I just kidding. I, 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 I did not know that. <laughs> it's funny. I can't tell. She's got like a southern Thai dialect. <laughs> but you know, some people could tell, and I'm like, maybe they know I'm not from here, and I might look like. Stupid or something, you know? Oh, got it. Yeah, we yeah. have to worry about that. Everywhere yeah. in the world, somehow, if your dialect doesn't match, somehow you mm. have to worry about mm -hmm. feeling stupid until you either yeah. get too old, you outgrow that in yeah. some way, right? Yeah. It's like you either get used to where you're living mm -hmm. or you're just too old to care or something <laughs> like that. I think maybe that's what I'm feeling now, you know, when I just firstly moved to Louisiana. You're talking about, yeah, yeah the and South and Northern Louisiana. I wasn't confident. Speaking mm. up, speaking yeah. to people because of the accent. But right. now I'm like, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> Two years in, you're like, yeah. you know, I'm a cool person. If yeah. they, you know, if they can't understand me, there's something wrong with them, right? <laughs> something like that. I mean, they should know like immediately when they see me that I'm not from here. Yeah, so what they do they do. expect yeah. from me? So yeah. yeah. Now like I don't know, what do they expect from you? Be speaking American yeah. accent or something. Now, can you pick up a little Southern accent at all or no? Can you do that? Not yet, but... Not, but Because <laughs> it'd be pretty funny if you started like, yeah. you know. I had a buddy who went to Emory. I went to Emory in Atlanta and I had a really good buddy who became a police officer. He was from New York mm -hmm. and he joined the uh, DeKalb County Police Department. Mm -hmm. And I saw him years later and his accent was so thick he was matching his environment oh. so we went from a new yorker fast-paced emory university in atlanta to joining the you know the police force after he graduated and then his accent slowly got slower and thicker yeah. to the point where most people probably couldn't identify you know I he was see. so good at it wow and it's just a weird thing when people assimilate that way yeah. i don't I, did you assimilate in bangkok like that did you pick up the pace and just yeah, I mean, like after the first few years maybe in mm -hmm. Bangkok, I think I started to blend well into the environment and everything. Mm -hmm. But like in my last few years, I moved because we bought a house. So we moved out from Bangkok. Yeah. And after that, when I had to go back like to see friends or anything, I like, I'm like, oh, this is too busy for me. Oh, totally. You just outgrew the city. I you know, a lot like, of people, yeah. yeah, a lot of people do that, right? Yeah. They just, unless you're a total city person, mm -hmm. which you weren't because you grew yeah. up in the South, right? right? Yeah. Um, my wife, up country is a word we don't really use, but I think you're referring to like jungle, right? <laughs> <laughs> up country. <laughs> That's what my wife says. So what, right? is the, what is the right way to say? Oh, no, it's not a wrong way. We just, uh, it's just a fascinating way. Uh, up country. 
how do we use up country? I don't even know. Like, you know, it's just, yeah. I'm, rural. I'm not, yeah, rural? it's very, yeah, rural, rural right? Yeah, okay. Totally. Yeah, now, that. did you, because like my dad grew up on a farm in upstate New York. New mm -hmm. York's actually a very big state. Mm -hmm. And he used to have this expression all the time that he, you know, would walk to school uphill both ways because, you know, uh -huh. he grew up in this rural area <laughs> and life was hard and everything. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Did you have something similar? Did you guys have a 10 mile walk to school or something? Well, luckily not in our generation, but I heard about that yeah, from, from my dad, dad, my granddad. You there know, you like, go. Like they walked like to school for, I don't know. I mean, yeah. how could you walk that far to go to school? Totally. Yeah. Well, the metaphor uphill both ways is just how hard they had oh, it compared to us. I but what's see. funny when we, you know, I coach a lot of adolescent athletes, 15 to 25 or 30. It takes a while to grow up. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it, it just seems like each generation gets a little softer. It gets a little easier, oh, yeah. right? So, yeah, like about you coaching like very young generation. Mm. Do you have any thing that you really have to like try to get to understand it? You know, pretty, you know, it's a good question. Do I, you know, do, how do I have to assimilate or adjust yeah. to be coaching, you know, adolescents so often? Um, you know, look, I've been doing it for so long. It's sort of like, you know, I mean, it's just mm. this gradual progression. Mm -hmm. The hardest part is just like keeping up with all the technology, ah. not the, the adolescent issues, the mm -hmm. identity issues and the performance issues and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff and the social issues around dating relationships. That's mm -hmm. all cool yeah. and I'm with it. It's just that when they start mentioning certain video games, I'm just like out to lunch and I gotta sort of like, yeah. you know, but I ask, I don't, you know, I'm okay being stupid. I'm just like, it's okay. yeah, yeah, I just say like, you know, I, I might sound like a little bit of a dummy here, but <laughs> what was that video game you're playing? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. like asking. Yeah. Do you ever play video games? I can't see it. Not really video games, but right. I'm, I'm more into like some puzzle kind of game. Oh, you like puzzles? Yeah. Because I think... I believe that it would help my brain. Yeah, it probably will. You'll live longer, <laughs> yeah, healthier, <hopefully. laughs> with less likelihood of cognitive decline and so on, right? No, it's good, but I mean, puzzles are great. But it we could be addictive too. You know, sometimes I just go like hours playing that game. Well, that's good. That's focus because one of Is the it? things, well, I say tongues I do noi crap, right? Or tongue you taught me tongues I do, or tongues I do, Tongues I noi, tongues I noi crap, right? Which is to pay attention, basically. I say this to my wife all the time, right? Because she doesn't do detail that often, right? This is not her strong suit, <laughs> right? So it sounds like with you, it's a little more natural, the detail thing. Maybe I'm, because I'm old. No, I mean, you're not <laughs> old. If you're old, then I'm like, I'm one step away. Oh, it's no. over. It's over. Yeah. If you're over, you're like, no, no chance. But yeah. what do you, you know, what, you know, what do you love about America compared to Thailand? And what do you love about Thailand compared to America? Hmm. hmm. That's an interesting question. Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, I love Thailand because I'm used to it, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm you're like, Thai. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> obviously. Yeah, but um, it's just very, well, easy there, you know. You can just um, go or do whatever you, because you're used to it, you know. Yeah, it's familiar, it's your culture. Yeah, yeah. So you're super, it's super easy because it's your culture. Yeah. But what do you miss, do you miss something about the Thai people or about some of the customs in Thailand compared to America? Or Mike Chung, not bit. really. No. I do, I do miss bit. him. Yeah, a little Which bit. Which parts? I'm just curious. 
well, I think the main reason that I'm feel like I'm missing home, you know, back in Thailand because I could not go back. Yeah, well, that. Yeah, I think maybe well, that. So it's it's like I'm missing everything in general, you know. But if I can go like once or twice a year as I plan to, then that should be okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because nowadays we are still. I mean, myself and my parents or my friends in Thailand, we are still like communicating through the. Yeah, Facebook or yeah, FaceTime or whatever. Yeah. yeah, right. It's a piece of cake. Maybe now. just the the lack of you know touching yeah, like, feeling, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah, the per- in person uh, communication. That's what yeah. I'm missing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would find that really difficult when I when I lived in Thailand. It was only for three or four months, but you know, it was a time in my life where I was sort of okay letting go mm-hmm. of these other parts. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're two and a half years in, and now with the COVID thing, we, it's hard to travel. Yeah. So it's a lot harder. You're missing the, yeah. the friends and yeah. the family and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what do you love about America? What's different about America that, you know, that you actually yeah. find refreshing or you find sort of awesome? I think people are very open here. And you can do. People are very open. Yeah. In like, in what way compared to Thailand? Like they would not look at you like you are crazy or something. Like for example, the other day when we went to the beach and I was doing my workout on the. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would not do that back home. Oh, in, in Thailand, Thailand, you can't. People would just look at you like, look yeah. at that girl. What is she doing? You know. But here yeah. they don't care, and because I don't do anything wrong, I just do my yeah. workout. But it's normal actually here in America to work out on the beach. People have yoga classes there. Yeah, every, I saw on that. that beach, right every yeah. Saturday, Sunday morning. So yeah, um, and it's pretty common in parks to have yoga classes and so yeah. on and workout. Yeah. Right in in Asia or in Thailand, they don't really do that. They might do as a class, but you know, you by yourself doing stuff, you might get some looks. Like, yeah. look at that person, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So it's a little freer socially here. Yeah. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that makes sense, and that's a little easier, more fun. Mm-hmm. What else do you miss about Thailand compared to America, though? Hmm. The friends. What culturally? What do you miss? Well, that's not easy. I miss everything now. <laughs> the food, probably, the right? The food, yeah. Oh, yeah. Monroe, food. Louisiana, where she's living, right? We, do, we decided there was two Thai restaurants, and she says to me, it's really funny because she says to me that um, she didn't like them, and I go, let me guess, they're owned by Chinese. They're not really Thai restaurants, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So that's the yeah, like, challenge there. But still, even here, we... Since my last trip, we have been trying to find the right taste that I like. Still, we could not get there, you know? Oh, gotcha. Really? With my uh, with my wife, you can't find the... I find that hard to believe. She's going to try every Thai restaurant. Yeah, I mean, no? every, most of the things are okay, but just not somtam. Oh, the somtam. This is right. very unique. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I've decided no more somtam <laughs> for me because they get it ultra spicy. I'm okay with spice, but they do it in a way that, like, you know, for two or three days, you're like, you know, going, what, why, what did I do? <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying clear the sometimes. Okay. And what else? So pad thai, maybe that's a little tricky. Uh, like, not, yeah. not really. Just for now, I just want the right taste of sometimes, uh, and the rest I'm okay. I'm not picky when it comes to food, but, but just, just sometimes. Som-tum. Yeah. 
sometimes. Sometimes. My wife just like for whatever reason, you guys both are wired with sometimes. <laughs> like they're both wired with this need for like the perfect. Like, explain to everybody what sometimes is. In English, it's a uh, spicy salad made from papaya. papaya. Yeah, right. it's very typical Thai dish. Right. You can find almost anywhere in Thailand. Yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but not everywhere is good. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I miss? I miss the street food for like oh, you know yeah. seventy five cents. I used to tip like seventy five cents. Now I, I would know. like double it. Now <laughs> I know another thing I miss. The very low cost of living. Oh back God, home. yeah, yeah. Oh well, and she's living in northern Louisiana, where it's half of like here, and then it's probably like you know, yeah. I mean, a, a quarter of New York or L.A. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and yet, yet in comparison to Thailand, it's oh nothing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I always tell my friend back home that um, what we spend here for, let's say, for two people, I can buy. I can use the same amount of money for a whole family back in Thailand. I know, I know, it's brutal. That's another. <laughs> I say brutal because that's the way my wife says it, and I'm talking to my sister-in-law, so I can't help it. But like, that's okay. you know, Doctor <laughs> <laughs> Doctor um, Brett is really good in speaking Thai. You can't uh, gossip you. him. Crap. You can't say anything cup, bad cup in Thai. He's back. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Because when it. you're learning a, like I only learn a little bit, and I'm doing a million things, as you know. I've got a complicated life going. Mm -hmm. I tell people playfully, I'm a genetic Jew. It's just somehow never simple. You just, you know, life can get pretty complex at times, right? And that said, I'm learning a little bit of Thai along the way. And when you get a compliment, when you're trying to learn a, a foreign language, when you've got a busy life going. Mm -hmm. It's really nice to get a compliment. Oh, Thank really? you. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> that makes you want to work harder at it. I'm not really like, saying just, you know, to make you feel oh, good. good. I really I'm mean it. Oh, you are you. really good. That's yeah. awesome. It's not easy. Sudyat. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I mean, I learned some foreign languages. I mean, English is definitely one of my, I mean, it's my first foreign language. Mm -hmm. But after English, I had tried um, French? No, Ch Chinese and Chinese. Chinese is so hard, Japanese. but maybe not for you. Oh, what does Oh, see? <laughs> I mean, Thai is not easy. Oh, yeah. No, um, wait, look, I learned like a little bit of Japanese um, uh, like decades ago, mm -hmm. right? And I lived in China for like a couple months and mm -hmm. I tried to learn Chinese mm -hmm. and then I lived in Thailand and I can just rate them. I can tell you Chinese by far the hardest. It's so much more difficult. It's ridiculous. Uh... Thai is not easy because of the tonals and I'm like sort of semi-tone deaf. So <laughs> like, you know, hitting the tones is really tricky. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, but, you know, and Japanese is just, I think it's the easiest of the three because it's not so tonal. Is it? Or, yeah, you can just, Hajimamaste. No, those are your those are roast whatever. I'm like messing it up now, but I, I know think how so. to speak. <laughs> no, but the grandma. I mean Japanese grandma. Oh, is, I'm not learning depends, we're not talking about me learning grammar here or alphabets or yeah, symbols. We're just, just talking about me doing a little bit of conversational, yeah, right? Yeah. Japanese. Yeah. My watashi no namai wa preto, my name is Brett, right? Mm. So um, it just seems simpler than the tones of like ma, 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 mm -hmm. ma, I don't know, something like that. Dog, <laughs> grandma, say it in Thai. Like, say the different versions of ma in Thai. Ma, 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 ma. 
Yeah, see, ma, 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 ma. So, so look, like, what did I say? I don't even know. But look, but that's what? One is like dog, one's grandma, one is like what? Like, like come, come, come here. Oh, ma, of course, come, right? Mm. Right, that one I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The dog and... I mean, from my experience, if I was not a Thai person, I would not be able to speak I think it's very complicated. Oh my God! Again, I think somebody that was musically inclined, like the guy behind the camera here, I, I'm sure he'd be fine, right? But like <laughs> yeah. the guy in front of the camera here, yeah. like semi-tone deaf. Yeah. Oh, so it's but Chinese is literally the problem. The challenge with Chinese, or the problem with Chinese, is that when you say it wrong in Chinese, you know, like cursing out somebody's mother, or you know, what I mean, you're talking about <laughs> slaying a pig, or. You know, you're just saying something that just is so bizarrely inappropriate or funny that the people laugh at you, uh -huh. even if they mean well, they uh -huh. sometimes laugh because uh. you're saying something so so dumb, it's like crazy. But so it's a little bit scary that way, you know. But did, did they try to understand you? Did they try to understand me? Um, you know, I lived in Beijing and I lived in a neighborhood where no one spoke English and it was oh. really tricky. I mean, wow. talking about feeling like an infant, I'm like 50 years old, feeling like a four year old. I felt sick. And you just have to kind of overcome that discomfort mm. when no one's almost no one spoke any English. Wow. So I had to sort of try to figure it out with a combination of words that I said, you know, that weren't correct and then um, a little bit of pointing. <laughs> And now I can't even remember the word for that. But I literally learned how to order food uh -huh. in restaurants, uh -huh. no problem. Uh -huh. And then I learned the number system. Like, you know uh -huh. what I mean? So I wouldn't, because occasionally some of the cab drivers rip you off in Beijing, big oh. cities like that. And I don't like, I just don't like that feeling, you know? Mm, like, yeah. I hate that feeling of being ripped yeah, off. Yeah. So I learned the numbers pretty quickly. Yeah, especially <laughs> when they know that you are not from, you know? You're oh, not God, local, yeah. You know, so... you stand apart so yeah. much in cities like, Bangkok is so different than Beijing. I mean, Bangkok, a lot of people speak English. Yeah. There are a lot of foreign yeah. mm -hmm. foreigners and mm -hmm. that are like French or German or English or yeah. whatever. Yep. In Beijing, you know, at least where I lived, obviously it's a big international city, but where yeah. I lived, it was very Chinese. Oh, and no, okay. Very few people spoke English in that little neighborhood. Oh, okay. Some of the students a little bit maybe, but not mm, so much. I thought, so okay. it was a struggle. I, I was just, it was intense I mean, so, but still what did uh, you like the most about living you in know? bangkok no, or because <laughs> i want to switch to bangkok in beijing um, you know, because beijing, I, never been I didn't like it i oh, just didn't? it was very tough i oh. mean i liked the the i liked the challenge of doing something radically different mm -hmm. um and challenging myself to the max of mm -hmm. like putting myself you know, in a totally different, cult, um, you know, immersed in another culture that, mm. you know, where, again, most people didn't speak any English, mm. but it was very difficult. You know, mm. I was running a full business and still the challenge of sort of trying to adjust was really intense. Mm -hmm. um, and we didn't travel. Um, I was with a buddy and I didn't travel um, all that much inside the city a little bit, but I didn't sightsee. I really wasn't, you know, I missed ah. that part of it. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, people were nice. I mean, you know, and and the culture is just, it's very different. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. um, some things were impressive and some things were just, you know, super uncomfortable. Um, that, you know, Thailand feels so much freer, right? When I lived in Bangkok, it just, it doesn't have that imperialistic sort of, you know, communist feel to it, right? <laughs> Whatever that is, hard to even say. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know the, um, you know, Thailand's run by a military junta, right? 
but it doesn't have that feeling. You feel no. freer, even if it's run by military, so to speak. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. It's complex, isn't it? Between the like the king and the military rule. Yeah. What do you know about politics in <laughs> <laughs> in Thailand? Not really. I mean, mm, I'm not really into politics because, yeah. like you said, it's, it has like lots of complexity, very complicated and I know in my personal opinion, everyone just wants something. Everybody wants something. Yeah, from politics, you know, politicians. Oh God, yeah, their yeah. own agenda is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Do you stay out of politics in Louisiana? How do you, you know, what do you do in conversations that get a little bit uncomfortable? <laughs> well, I listen <laughs> to people because, yeah. well, mm, I think in Louisiana, they are, um, they are very clear about you know what direction or what uh, politicians or the the party that they are gonna go. Oh, with, so you, you mean know? there's it's more Republican and yeah. they're just really clear about yeah, it. Yeah. So there's From not most not, people that I know. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Uh -huh. yeah. So you're just listening, not really engaging, or you? Yeah, I'm more into yeah. listening because, like yeah. I said, even from my own country, I I don't I didn't really pay attention. Yeah. I didn't know well you yeah. know or enough to yeah. really say what i think right yeah so i listen and you know try to see if it's really true what they are saying you know yeah mm -hmm. do you feel like you would have less bias <coughs> as a result of that i'm sorry would you have less bias because you're listening more and you're not necessarily yeah. affiliated with a party that's, that's why when i'm here i try to ask you about your opinion too oh, because perfect. i know yeah. that you know right you guys have different opinions so totally. i just want to hear from both sides Gotcha. Yeah. No, but this is a really nice quality, right? That sort of natural curiosity. There are things like generosity of spirit and curiosity. These are just great qualities in life. The, you know, I've always appreciated your curiosity. Thank we did you. a podcast a year ago in the desert, and it was one of the most fun ones I did. Right? I, was, I loved it. You and I. Have, yeah. It was How, a very, and it was quick. I mean. It goes fast, yeah. right? You don't even realize. No. She said right before we wa we, we, we got <laughs> on, she's like, what are we going to talk about? And I'm like, we're going to create it in the moment because it's more fun that way. Yeah. Right. Now, there are times when I interview people and it's a little, you know, it's a little more focused that are like some kind of top athlete or something. And then, you know, it might be a little bit more focused. But with us, it's more fun to just sort of see where it goes. What do you, what, what else do you love about the, you know, the culture of America compared to Thailand? Mm. Well, let's see. Another thing that I learned is at the workplace, mm. you know, um, we are like my boss and I and the team, we are more like kind of, we don't really have to be like, like in Thailand, you have to be very respectful to your boss. <laughs> Not in America. This is pretty funny. This is actually pretty Maybe. funny. Yeah, because no. <laughs> like in the debates, there was no respect, right? It's like, I mean. I mean, I respect my boss, but the way that you approach, I mean, the way that I approach my boss, you didn't really have to be like, um, you know, the way that Thai people are, we would be very um, nervous talking to the boss, you know. Got it. But so yeah, here in America, just, you just can, can be just, much more normal. Yeah, we can just right. like, hey, what do you think about this? You know, right. like we can. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's another different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you worked internationally too, right? You traveled and worked internationally. You yeah. must miss that though. I, like, oh yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you're, just, yeah. you're not going to get enough travel in in general because of what's happened. Yeah. But also being, you know, pretty much locked in now, mm-hmm. married, right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you like being married compared to being single? Well, just put her on the spot. Why not? Your, your, your husband probably will never see this, right? I hope not. Yeah. He, <laughs> I don't think he will. <laughs> I think you're free to just say whatever you feel. Like, well, <laughs> you know, everything has its... Ups, ups and Yeah, down. you know. So, I mean... I actually love being married there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can tell. <laughs> can you really? Well, I'm kind of a sentimentalist at heart here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, still you have, you have to adjust to the other person, God, oh yeah. right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I mean, is that the hardest part of marriage, is adjusting to the other person? Adjusting and accepting. Accepting, yeah. So we're going to get deep here for a moment, <laughs> like, because really this is what life is. Part of the biggest challenge of life is doing this thing called loving and accepting, right? A lot of people struggle with that, right? They want to change their partners and you know, that like is either very difficult to do or very problematic, right? Because you try to change your partner and, you know, sometimes growth is a is an awesome thing mm-hmm. many times, right? Mm-hmm. But trying to force change on somebody is usually not very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've done a, you've sort of done the accepting thing. How's it working for you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also compromising. <laughs> oh, compromising. <laughs> you know, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I it's partnership, yeah, right? Compromise. I mean, I mean, well, it's not only in a marriage, but I think it's in all relationships that you have to really understand the other person. Yeah. And I mean, and yeah. Compl- and how and communicate because I'm a big, yeah. you know, all these people, all these people I'm guiding, I'm always teaching them how to communicate better, right? So I'm a huge fan of becoming a great communicator. Mm-hmm. One of the things I say, sort of as a generalization, is it feels like Asian cultures are less self-expressed. There's less likelihood of that, you know, commu- bringing something up. Is that yeah. accurate? Technically, maybe for many people, but I like to tell what I feel. Yeah, nice I mean, quality. It's yeah. Probably another reason I like my sister-in-law so much. It's really, <laughs> it's a great quality, self-expression. Yeah, I mean, if you don't say, how could you expect the other person to... Yeah. I mean, he might be able to read your mind from time to time, but from time some, to time, something, but, sometimes you but have to... But most of the time, it's a problem. Yeah, you have to really, hey, Yeah. you know, I got something. No. I have now, to did you to marry you. somebody that knows how to listen? Because a lot of people struggle with listening skills, right? They don't really listen. Is he able to listen and hear you when you communicate your needs or what it is you... I think most of listen. the time, he does. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> See, that's part of without that it's hard to have partnership right yeah. if someone can't listen yeah yeah because i a lot of times i slow people down and i teach them how to listen better mm. it's not easy for any of us no so what would be the okay what would be your recommendation for a couple you know if you have to choose like your number one recommendation for a couple to you know Communicate no matter what. When in doubt, I have this Dr. Brett expression, when in doubt, communicate. So in other words, bring it up. But then when you bring it up, Mm -hmm. you want to understand that your partner might 
get triggered and then you want to have skill sets to be able to handle that. Mm. And so that's where it gets tricky because you want to talk about something about you mm -hmm. and there's a possibility they make it about them. Mm -hmm. And now the question is, do you get into a fight because of that? Mm -hmm. Or do you, are you able to switch gears temporarily, mm -hmm. you know, validate their feelings and then bring it back to you, mm -hmm. which, and then eventually teach them or go get some guidance together where you can learn how to better communicate. Because mm. being able to listen is really powerful, right? Mm. So if you say, you know, you're upset with me, if I defend myself or if I make it about me, I'm not mm. hearing you. Mm -hmm. yeah. So learning how to hear the other person is insanely valuable. A lot of people, partnerships, couples, whatever, they don't really do that well. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason why relationships get so screwy. Ah. Years and years of years of not being you know not compromising or not listening or not bringing things up a lot of times people won't bring something up that they could have brought up years ago not just months ago mm. so this habit's a great one that you're doing so yeah i wonder <laughs> <laughs> i mean um from what i read some times ago the divorce rate here in america is very high yeah, how about is. like recently like is it still Oh, I mean, I would imagine with COVID now, it's probably higher, like, because I think either what's happening with COVID student is ex it's exposing like fissures, cracks, faults, right? Mm -hmm. And so relationships that were, were faulty in the first place are mm -hmm. going to blow up. Ah. Other relationships might get tighter. But I think now, because I've always sort of as a psychologist, and I worked in the burbs forever. Mm -hmm. I've just seen so many relationships. And probably half of marriages aren't particularly happy, mm. you know, the ones that are married, right? Mm. So now in a situation where you have more stress, COVID, mm, yeah. and all the stressors, whenever you put stress on a system, uh -huh. then you find out, you know, how strong it is, what it can handle, right? What a, that's how you get more information. Mm. And so a lot of couples now are actually, you know, reevaluating, yeah. right? Going, is this what I want? They're stuck 24 seven with somebody. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah. My wife and I, we've been traveling for two and a half years and living together. So it's like, it's a totally different ball game. COVID, we were so prepared for COVID, right? Because like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it took me a while to get used to, you know, working from home with. Oh, you missed probably the going to the office. Oh, and, yeah. 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 Well, maybe my first few months I was like, ah, oh, this is not bad you know but after a while i'm like i want to go out yeah totally. i want to wake up get dressed and you know drive and yeah, yeah. you gotta stop wearing the same mm -hmm. like smock or whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> as a male though I, I gotta confess you know this like i have this habit of wearing the same like t-shirt for three days in a row like yeah <laughs> Even though my wife buys me all these freaking t-shirts, right? It's like, I'm wearing the same one. I love it. Well, I have a question. Yes, please. Something like totally different. Oh, please. But Definitely. well, I got a friend and she is, she might be watching this later because I mean, she now knows you because I told her about you. Oh, you she know? subscribed to our channel. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dr. Brett and Duncan. <laughs> she's, she's now into like, she's learning. No. She's doing her study in being a counselor. Ah, oh, she's getting a master's in, yeah. in some kind of counseling yeah. or something. So what would be yeah. your you know, advice? Okay, so 
at least two or three times a month, I give away my time for free just because it's fun to usually like 20 to 25 year old girls that contact me, either on LinkedIn or somewhere. Occasionally it's a guy, most often it's a woman, Mm -hmm. a young woman who's asking for advice to get either a master's or a doctorate in psychology or Mm -hmm. sports psychology. And then one of the first things I say when I get on with a total stranger is, the most important thing, yeah, the programs are important and we learn a lot through the education and training, mm-hmm. but the most important thing is to live adventurously and to have you know, courage in how you live your life. Mm-hmm. Because the more you live your life with courage, I think the better you are at guiding people. And so you know, there are parts of psychology where you're learning how to listen mm-hmm. and empathize and validate and so mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And that's really valuable because it's healing and mm-hmm. people need that. Mm-hmm. But there's another element of like helping people get their lives going, you know, like really get out there and make life happen. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't done that with your own life, mm-hmm. or if you've really played it safe or hung back a lot and mm-hmm. really you married somebody who mm-hmm. you didn't really love or yeah. was safe or a backup or, you know what I mean? Or you're really afraid to build a business or whatever it is. If you haven't been adventurous in your own life, mm-hmm. I think you're limited in your ability to guide people because yeah. the mistakes also are valuable. Right. Right. When you make mistakes, as long as you can learn from them and recover from them, Mm. that's the problem with mistakes. Sometimes you don't recover. (laughs) Right. I call them fastballs to the back of the head. I've taken a few in this lifetime. I, you know, I'm still up, but like, I think I'm stronger, but you know, it got close, you know, it's down there like Mm. seeing stars and like wondering if I'm ever getting back up, you know? Yeah. So, but living with courage, I think is number one by far. The program is important, you know, I mean, mm. finding a program that mm-hmm. that fits you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to go in, you want to go into an environment that feels like a decent fit. Right. Mm-hmm. And that I, I coach people to use their feeling, you know, their gut, not their heads. Mm-hmm. Right. People, mm-hmm. a lot of times people, you know, they try to think and analyze and I'm not a huge fan of overthinking my my tongue kid mock. Right. Don't overthink. My wife taught me that. <laughs> Something like that, right? Yeah. She mm. says, my wife says all the time, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What no. else for today before we wrap up? Anything else you're curious about? Is there any psychologist who has to see another psychologist? Oh, that's a good question. And I think, you know, that that's a common question of like, you know, it's some version of our psychologist screwed up or something, but <laughs> but the reality is it's helpful to have when you have when you're guiding people or helping people or listening to people or being involved with so many human beings, it's a huge amount of commitment and responsibility and mm. it's an energy drain. And so mm. having someone as a sounding board at the very least, mm. or someone that can help you through your own anxiety or depression or whatever it is that happens in your life at times, mm-hmm. it's invaluable. So, and then from a personal growth perspective, it's nice to be able to sort of have somebody to talk about the Mm. moving parts and, Mm. you know, how you can grow or how someone triggered you and how you can move past it. So I'm a big fan of having someone, you know, they don't necessarily have to be a neuropsychologist. Mm -hmm. It could be, you know, somebody that, you know, is a life coach or a spiritual guide or a mentor, Mm. right? Mm. But somebody that you, at any age that you can sort of bounce things off of at the very least and work through other things. Cause we all have, yeah, you know, right. issues at times. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we always want someone or need someone to listen to us or 
you know sometimes they don't really need to give any advice but just listen and it helps yeah wonderful okay. that's so listen you know <laughs> it's good to listen <laughs> it's good to be listened to yeah and it's yeah. an absolute pleasure we're going to have her back like every three months when she comes to visit us <laughs> my sister-in-law wore upon kanodpam pitch up thank you thank oh, you sawadee ka